Hey everyone, it's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today we're going to look at the power of personal discipline. Now, maybe even by the title, you weren't sure if you really wanted to tune into this episode because the subject of personal discipline to a lot of us sounds about as exciting as maybe a scientific discussion on the history of dust. It, it just sounds dry and boring and sort of outdated and miserable. The word discipline often conjures up images of legalism and lists of rules and regulations, and most of us want to run screaming the other direction when it comes to things like that. I have been around homeschool circles for much of my life, and I remember going to a homeschool conference one time where pretty much all of the women had these really tight buns in their hair, and they had even tighter expressions on their face. They never seemed to smile. Now, they had a lot of personal discipline in their lives and in their family. Their children seemed very well-behaved and orderly, kind of marching quietly, somberly along behind them in nice straight rows, and it was just really sad to watch because you saw these families who the women, you know, had their their homes under control, their homes seemed to run like clockwork, they were homeschooling their children, their children were very dutiful, very obedient, but everyone that I observed there was completely lacking in the joy of the Lord or the life of Christ or really any kind of joy for that matter. And I wanted to get up and just sort of yell out, hey guys, don't you claim to know Jesus? Why are you acting like you're at a funeral? This this lifestyle of following Christ and being set apart for him, it doesn't need to drain the life out of you. Why don't you try smiling? But I, I didn't do that. I don't know how that would have gone over at that conference, but it was something I thought about doing. But when we've seen the wrong type of discipline, a fleshly legalistic discipline, we tend to want to swing the opposite way. Most of us would prefer our daily lives and our homes to be filled with warmth and love and happiness rather than dour rules and sternness and being somber all the time. So I think when it comes to this area of discipline, it's so important to realize that somber, grim-faced, military boot camp version of living is, is really just a counterfeit of truly godly discipline. Now, by the way, I'm not saying that all homeschoolers live the way that that I described. That just happened to be how most of them acted at this particular conference. I know many very joy-filled, life-filled homeschoolers, but I think there can be such a danger when you get into circles of Christians who want so desperately to be set apart for Christ, but yet they're trying to do it in their own strength. Then you end up with dour, somber, legalistic rules rather than the life and the love of Jesus Christ ruling your life. Truly godly discipline brings life, not not misery. Godly discipline does not take all the fun and joy and warmth from our lives. Rather, it makes those things even more possible. That's because godly discipline helps us honor God's priorities and make time for what's really important. Godly discipline is actually an act of worship. It's crucifying our selfish agenda in order to surrender to Christ's pure and perfect agenda, as it says in Romans 12. Discipline does not bring misery and restriction into your life. It actually brings glorious freedom. Because when your body and emotions are subject to the Spirit of God, you are free to live as He has called you to live rather than being a slave to your selfish desires. You are able to give your time, energy, and life fully to the things of God's kingdom. And His kingdom is all about righteousness, peace, and joy, not 
dour rules and regulations. Now, during the seasons in my life when I've embraced a godly, disciplined lifestyle as an act of worship, as an outflow of my intimacy with Christ, then my spiritual life and my home and my lifestyle has truly flourished. Whenever I've grown lax and careless about how I'm spending my time, my relationship with Christ slips to the back burner and I end up talking a lot about him without really knowing him, without really walking with him. Maybe you've been in that place because it's not really just the act of being disciplined that draws us closer to Christ, but when we have godly discipline in our life, we can hear his voice, understand his truth, and connect with his heart in a way that is impossible when we're controlled by selfishness or apathy. The Apostle Paul said, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. Personal discipline is not a small thing in the kingdom of God, as we see in the life of Paul. He says that if he hadn't disciplined his body and and hadn't brought it into subjection, then he could even be disqualified from all of the truths that he was preaching to others. When we disregard personal discipline, our spiritual life falls by the wayside. We can believe all the right things, but the gospel cannot have power in our daily lives because we haven't learned how to put a priority on the things that matter to God, things like faith and prayer and spending time in his word and serving others. So if you happen to be a mom listening to this, I will say that personal discipline is not popular. It's not a popular concept among moms today, but it's so crucial to having a thriving home and family life. Now that does not mean that your day needs to be scheduled down to the minute or you have to be some expert in time management. It just means that without any kind of order, routine, or discipline, your family can't really thrive. Godly discipline is what makes a home true work and be built around God's priorities. Now, no matter what season of your life you're in, personal discipline is not just a matter of building more prayer and Bible study into your daily life or exercising more or eating right. Personal discipline is saying yes to what really matters and no to distractions. A woman who has embraced godly discipline will feel so much more calm and peaceful and strong and ready for the challenges of being a godly woman than someone who's just sort of spontaneous and less led by whim and emotion in all of her decisions. I have learned personally that the level of chaos I experience in my life is often directly related to the amount of personal discipline that I'm willing to embrace. So for instance, if I stay up late at night just kind of wasting time, you know, going surfing around on the internet, reading a novel, not really being disciplined about my sleep habits, then I'll often oversleep, miss my quiet time, skip my exercise time, and feel really rushed and behind and chaotic as I try to get out the door. And even as a mom, I'll find myself getting frustrated with my kids because they're not eating fast enough or they can't find their shoes and we're already running late. But really, often it was a lack of discipline on my own part that led to that chaos. Whenever my life is undisciplined and disorganized, my kids feel stressed as we rush out the door in the morning, which leads to a lot of fussing and meltdowns and whines, which just makes the problem even worse. (laughs) It just makes more chaos. But when I discipline myself to, to really have healthy sleep patterns, to get out of bed early in the morning to get to bed on time at night, that's when I can really tend to the things that are important to God. I can start my day with a focus on Christ and I can tend to my family's needs and establish a peaceful focus for the day. 
This same principle can apply to your life no matter whether you're married or single or have children or don't have children or live at home with your parents or work a corporate job or live on the mission field. The power of godly discipline can really impact your life. So I want to give you a few practical things that have helped me in the past several years gain more godly discipline in my spiritual life and in my daily lifestyle. First, I would encourage you to start small. Start with small steps of obedience. It is so important important to understand that godly discipline and human willpower are two very different things. Willpower is temporary and is dependent upon our own ability. Godly discipline goes far beyond just that oomph that we try to dig down and, and gain from time to time. It comes from yielding to his spirit and relying on his grace. And it's truly impossible in our own strength. There are so many early mornings when I've whispered to God, I don't have the energy to get out of bed. Please infuse me with your strength. Give me the grace to do what you have called me to do. Whenever I pray this prayer, I find that he does enable me by his grace to do what would otherwise be impossible in my own strength. Now, even if personal discipline does not come naturally for you, remember, anyone can embrace godly discipline, but you need to start with those small steps of obedience and ask him for the strength and grace what you could not do on your own. So here are some things that have helped me. First of all, try memorizing a simple scripture to recite or to meditate on the moment that your alarm goes off. Things like Psalm 118.24, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Something simple that just sets your focus right before you even get out of bed. Meditating on truth has helped me so much in turning my focus towards Christ and to ignore my body's plea to just pull the covers back over my head and sleep in for another hour or two. Another thing that can be so helpful is to recruit an accountability partner who you can just talk with honestly about the areas of your life that need greater discipline. Ask that person to pray with you and encourage you as you try to make changes in these areas of your life by God's grace. If you have a trusted friend that you can share your, your failures and your successes with, it can make such a difference in pushing you and motivating you towards a more disciplined daily lifestyle, again, enabled by God's grace. And start gradually. If you are used to waking up at 9 and then you try to switch cold turkey to 5 a.m., then chances are that you're going to just falter in your commitment after a few days. So I would encourage you instead to try setting your alarm for 20 minutes earlier the first couple of days, then another 20 minutes earlier, and work on that for a few days. And then continue that pattern until you've reached that wake-up time that you feel God's asking of you. Let your body get used to a big change like that over a period of a few weeks. And you can do the same thing in lengthening your prayer sessions. If you're used to only spending five minutes a day in prayer, it's really hard to jump to an hour or more all of a sudden, unless you really feel directed by God to do that. But one thing that can be really helpful is to add an additional five minutes each day to your prayer time until you really feel that you're praying for the length of time that God is encouraging you to pray. So practical steps like this should never become a formula or a means of righteousness in themselves. Godly discipline is an act of surrender. It's just a practical way that we can learn to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow Christ. 
Every step to build godly discipline in our life should be an outflow of our love for Christ, not just a way to gain spiritual brownie points or prove our own righteousness, because really we have none outside of Christ anyway. Another thing that I would encourage you to do is to guard against discouragement. Many of us will go through seasons where it's impossible to have regular, consistent spiritual discipline every single day. Maybe it's the birth of a child or a difficult pregnancy, a health issue, staying in the hospital, maybe a family family emergency, those kinds of things where every spare moment of your time and energy is given to survival mode. Eric and I have walked through seasons like this where for several weeks we're in the midst of some intense crisis involving other people and we're not able to have as much regular prayer or quiet time or Bible study during that season. We're just only able to have short bursts of crying out to God whenever we could fit it in. And God gives grace for those seasons and he sustains us supernaturally even when it's not possible for us to spend hours and hours in prayer every day. But it's also really important that as soon as things do calm down and you're out of that unusual season or that crisis season, that you bring that consistency and that godly discipline back as soon as you're able to. Now, I don't always feel like an amazing success in this area, but I've learned that when I maybe fall short or discipline starts to fall by the wayside or I've gotten too busy, I've learned not to just wallow in guilt or frustration, but to just modify the routine that I came up with, make changes the best I can, and keep things as consistent as possible, even if it's not perfect, and know that I can just get right back up on the horse and keep going instead of having to think, oh, I just have to spend weeks and weeks regaining the ground that was lost. It's not, we don't need to regain the ground that was lost, just sort of recognize that we've gotten off track, ask God to forgive us and get back on track as soon as possible. Thirdly, I would encourage you to recognize time wasters in your daily life. This is such a key when it comes to personal discipline because so many of us look at our daily schedules and we honestly just don't see any time available for seeking God, spending quality time with our families, building an orderly life, reaching out to other people. Yet so often our lives are filled with distractions and time wasters that take up most of our free time and we don't even realize it's happening. Social media, spending time on the internet, just mindlessly chatting on the phone or texting, entertainment, movies, TV, these are some of the most common culprits. And it's not that these things are always wrong, but if we don't put them in their proper place, they can so easily dominate us and pull us away from having any kind of personal discipline in our lives. So be guarded about these things and don't waste all of your free time on temporal things. Focus on building as much of your time as possible around things that have eternal value. Ask God to show you how you can spend more of your time on what is really important. So, for example, can you replace your nightly television watching time with times of regular prayer? Can you maybe dedicate some of your social media time to studying the Word of God? And instead of letting social events and household projects consume all of your time on the weekends, can you spend some of that time serving people in your community, reaching out to others in need that are all around you? Now, some of these suggestions might sound really, really difficult to put into practice, but if you're willing to consecrate your time to Jesus Christ, you will find a satisfaction far beyond what worldly distractions could ever offer you. You will start to experience this amazing, lasting fulfillment that comes from a lifestyle that is built around God's priorities. 
Now, it's not that spending a little time on social media each day or watching an edifying movie every now and then is wrong. The problem comes when we spend the majority of our time on these things and let them pull us away from God's priorities. A good rule of thumb is this. Leisure activities should be an accent to our lives, but not what we build our lives around. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are created for good works that God has prepared in advance for each of us. So let's not miss out on these incredible world-changing opportunities that God has in store for us every single day simply because we're not applying godly discipline to our daily life. If you begin to build godly discipline in your life, if you begin to say yes to the things that are important to God and say no to the things that just promote laziness and lethargy and mediocrity in your life, you will begin to thrive in your spiritual life. Ask God to show you what some of the first steps are that you can take and rely on his grace and not just your own human willpower to put this into action. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. For more on this topic, I encourage you to visit our website, setapartgirl.com, and especially look at the new online courses that we have available. We have one going on right now on how to glorify God in social media. So if that's an area that you feel is a distraction for you, be a part of that course, and we'll go very deep into what the Word of God says of how we can honor Him in this area of our life and live daily lives that are truly honoring to Him. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.